Hey everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Dynamic Dialogue Podcast. As always, it's your boy, your host, your one and only host, Danny Matrenga. And in today's episode, I'm going to outline my rationale behind why I take all of the different supplements that I take. I'm going to give you some insights as to kind of how they do what they do, tell you where I position them in my day, as well as some actionable things that you can implement to either kind of copy what I do, implement it into your own life, should maybe give you some insights as to where to position the supplements you may already be taking in a more efficient and perhaps effective way. So lots of cool stuff. Just the basic disclosure, of course, I'm not a doctor. None of this is medical advice. You should always consult your physician before partaking in any type of supplementation, whether that be for sports performance, longevity, recreation, etc. Not all uh, supplementation mixes harmoniously, if you will, with certain medications. So you should always double check, especially if you are taking pharmaceuticals for uh, condition or otherwise, that none of the supplements you're adding have a negative effect or could potentially have a, di- uh, a let's say, deleterious outcome. So that's kind of covering all the bases. As for any affiliation-related disclosures or conflicts of interest, I do work Two of the actual sponsors of this podcast and of my work are Legion Athletics and Elemental Labs. We will talk a little bit about their products because they support the show. I do get compensation in the form of product as well. So I do not pay for these products. I do enjoy using them. I paid for these products before partnering with these companies. But again, just in the spirit of transparency and full disclosure, I think it's important for people to know the companies that I work with and the companies that I don't. So if I talk about a supplement and I don't even know the manufacturer because it's just something that I got at like the local grocery store, maybe like a zinc, uh, something specific like that. I'll disclose that I don't know the manufacturer. I'll disclose when I do. I'll disclose when I know that they work, you know, where I work with them. That way you guys get the full spiel. You're not guessing and you know it's not gimmicky or bullshitty. Not even sure if that's a word, but I really like the way it sounds. And before all that, guys, we are going to do a quick Q&A, grabbing some stuff that you asked me off of Instagram. And I think this is a great question to open with because we're going to be talking about supplements. So the first question of the day is, what's wrong with Herbalife? And their products. And this one comes from Shelly, Shelly Bobelli. And I answered this on my Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably already heard my spiel about this. But I do think it's important to acknowledge when I have something perhaps, uh, let's call it critical or negative to say about a company, that I communicate that as clearly as possible. And so part of my beef with Herbalife and other companies like that Herbalife are the structure. I don't like multi-level marketing companies. Now, not all multi-level marketing companies are quote unquote pyramid schemes. Pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing companies are often quite similar in many pyramid schemes, or I should say multi-level marketing companies are quote unquote popped for being pyramid schemes, but I'm not here to launch any legal, you know, accusations or call anybody, you know, a criminal, but I don't like the actual structure of the company because the way most of these multi-level marketing companies work is they find a product that they can sell at very high margins because the cost of production is low and supplements and skincare really fit well into this. Um, skincare and beauty products have forever had massive margins. And so even some of these companies that might sell beauty products for less than some of the designer beauty companies, they're still making a phenomenal markup. So beauty products and supplements, uh, and again, this stuff tends to target women, which is interesting because being a personal trainer, coach who works with mostly women, my clients have 
oftentimes had exposure or experience with this company already. So the people at the top get compensated for moving products, that's direct marketing 101, but they also get compensation for the number of people who are distributors in their quote-unquote downline. So the more people underneath you, aka you have one person at the top, a little under that, more under that, you start to get the shape of a pyramid. Um, the more people that you have underneath you and in your distributor network, the more money you're going to make at the top, and most of that money ends up at the top. In fact, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, had a pretty comprehensive study that you can simply look up. You can look up FTC, multi-level marketing, just Google that, and it will pull up this long review of the let's call it profitability outcomes for those who engage in multi-level marketing. And the outcomes that you will make money doing this are actually quite slim. 99% of people in multi-level marketing companies actually lose money. I'm not saying that that's the exact um, bottom line number for a company like Herbalife because I don't know how many of their distributors are profitable. But what I do know is that in general, I'm not a huge fan of their products and formulations. I think the individual cost per product is really expensive. And I don't like multi-level marketing companies, particularly taking what I think they do that's dubious and combining that with the already nastiness, non-FDA regulated supplement industry. It can get that much stickier. It's like, oh man, what would happen if Satan and Hitler had a baby? Oh, it'd be fucking pretty horrible, right? Well, that's what I think happens when you take the nastiness of MLM companies and combine them with the nastiness of the supplement industry. And this is all, again, as a preface to an eventual conversation we'll get to once I get through these Q&As about the supplements that I take. So I understand and acknowledge that the supplement industry isn't entirely dubious. I like some manufacturers. I think they do a really good job, but most don't. That's fair, right? We say that all the time. Not all ex-professionals are bad, but some are, all right? Like I remember back to last summer, not all cops are bad, some are, right? I feel like supplements is the opposite. N most supplements are bad, but some are good, okay? That's how I feel. And so moving on to the next question here in the Q&A, this one comes from Emily O'Brien 99. She says, when doing training splits, should you work out each muscle group in equal amount? And I think the answer to this depends on what muscle groups you most want to develop. If you don't really care, uh, doing an equal amount of volume across all your muscle groups is probably great. If you have some muscle groups that you would particularly like to develop, like you're set on your shoulders or you're set on your glutes or you're set on your back or you're set on your pecs, I would actually shift a little bit more of my volume there, a little bit more of my frequency there, going up to two times a week if I haven't already, and try that out. Uh, next question comes from at sure thing man. He asks, have you ever taken ectosterone or terkesterone before? If not, why? So how did you like it? So ectosterone and terkesterone are basically insect or plant steroids, right? You can find, I believe, beta ectosterone and terkesterone in plants and insects. And these are, if I'm not mistaken, beta-ectosterone helps with molting. I'm not exactly sure what tecesterone does in the insect anatomy, but they play a role in helping the animals and plants develop, and they might have effects in humans. Most of the models that we see that show that they have efficacy are in rodents, but a lot of people supplement with them, and tecesterone's become extremely popular for a variety of reasons, uh, one of which is more plates, more dates, who is one of the 
biggest content creators in the fitness space. He's done a phenomenal job of kind of creating some education around these products. Well, they're, they're products now. I don't know how long they've been in production at a level where you could find them as easily as you can now. And again, that's the supplement industry for you. They move very quickly. Uh, but I have not tried them personally. I have not tried Trichesterone or Beta-Ectosterone. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think it could help. Maybe I will. Like I could be interested in trying it and using myself as an N of one experiment. Generally, the lack of human literature would make me go, maybe I'm not a huge fan. But here's the thing. A lot of people out there right now are playing with this stuff because it's become popular. <clears throat> Sorry, voice squeak there. Because it's become popular. And I'm not against the idea of trying it. I actually have had clients ask me about it as recently as yesterday. So it's not a terrible idea for me to get some experience with it. And the question does ask if not, if I have not taken it, why? I think the primary reason I haven't taken it is because my physique, like my actual, like the way I look, isn't my number one priority right now. And if it was, I'd probably tighten up my nutrition a little bit more and train a little bit longer. Like I'm only able to get into the gym for five one-hour sessions a week if I'm lucky. Uh, Occasionally, I'll get an hour and a half in there, but my schedule is just really cramped between having in-person clients, having my online clients. I'm in the process of actually opening up an in-person personal training studio and physical therapy clinic and finding a location for that has been challenging. I do believe I finally zeroed in on a location. In fact, I actually met with the landlord to discuss the lease with my business partner and everything. We're just waiting for the current tenant to get some things finished up on their end because they are in a month to month situation. And I made it very clear, Hey, you know, I want this space for this business venture. I I want to be able to facilitate continuing care for people who need rehabilitation. They are going to need physical therapy, but getting through your sessions and then getting tossed back out into the world in the exact same shape and fitness that you were in when the injury occurred in the first place or the pain occurred in the first place isn't as helpful as having continuing care. So being able to go to physical therapy, rehabilitate your injury, learn about your body, get comfortable, reduce pain, and then actually work to create a barrier against that happening, that this has been a dream of mine for a very long time. And so we've moved closer and closer to that, but most of my time is spent on my business right now, my dog, with my girlfriend. I'm not working out that much. So if I was really focused on the way my physique looked, this would be something that even though there aren't a lot of human studies, my my understanding of the, the research and a lot of it being anecdotal, but the way it's communicated, it doesn't seem too scary to me. And so I think I'd give it a go. But again, it would require me to be in a position where my physique was of primary importance. And if that were the case, I'd probably first focus on maximizing my nutrition and then some of my other supplementation uh, is pretty much in check. And we'll, we'll talk about that more because that's the whole point of the episode. Um, so this question comes from Anna Carvalho. She asks, calves do not develop tips, please. So calves are tricky. They tend to be challenging to develop. My number one tip for training the calves is not to use momentum and not to bounce. A lot of people drop through the eccentric portion of the calf raise or the portion where we're lowering the, ra- the weight very aggressively. They let their foot fall towards the floor whether they're in the seated calf raise where the knees are bent, where you're 
generally working the soleus or you're doing the standing calf raise where you're working the gastrocnemius where the legs are extended. So, you know, people will bounce back and forth between those two things fairly regularly. That's, a, I think, a, a fine approach to calf training, doing those two exercises. But they use a lot of momentum. They do a lot of bouncing. And if you look at my name, you go Danny Matranga calf raises. I have actually when I was working with Mind Pump, this God, this video has got to be three years old, maybe. It's before I could grow a beard. But you can actually go back and see. I, I did a cueing video that, that's pretty good. Um, but when you're doing the calf raise, if you're at home or you're in a position where you can raise your calves, if you're sitting at a desk or if you're on a walk, you can stop real quick. If you're driving, definitely don't do this because you'll slam on the gas pedal and Good Lord knows what will happen. But if you raise your heels up, so think about raising your heels up, drive them up as high as you can, the back of your heels, like where the edge of your shoe is. So drive that up into your leg pit. So that popliteal fossa, the back of your leg, where your hamstring kind of ties into your calf. And what I want you to think about doing is pulling that heel up into that spot and really maximally contracting and shortening the calf to the best of your ability. Then go into a full relaxed position. If you have a step or a stair, allow the heel to drop below the stair. Allow the calf to stretch fully, completely. Hold the stretched position at the bottom. And from that position, using zero momentum, not bouncing, repeat pulling your heel into the pit of your leg. And that is how I will tend to cue calf raises. I find that a lot of people can't develop their calves because they're just training their Achilles tendon and the tensile properties and the bouncing properties of the Achilles tendon, which might not be a bad thing for some athletes in some contexts, but it's not the best way to provide a strong mechanical tension stimulus to the calf. All right, guys, so enough of the Q&A. Again, thank you everybody who leaves questions for me on Instagram. I often field these questions from my Instagram. If you would like to ask questions of the podcast, that's probably the best way to do it. There's also some links in the show notes that you can go down and check out. But for the most part, if you want to engage with the podcast, you should follow me on Instagram at Danny Matranga. Very simple, at Danny Matranga. If you'd like to work with me directly, in a coaching relationship, one-on-one, -on -one, or work with my coaching team over at Core Coaching Method, you can go to www.corecoachingmethod.com, download the free educational guides. We offer in-person personal training in Sonoma County, Zoom personal training directly to you at home if you're more comfortable training at home but still want one-on-one. -on -one. The premier product we offer is our full-spectrum online coaching with training, programming, customized for you, whether you're training from home, at the gym, some combination of the two, custom macronutrition coaching, biofeedback-based check-ins done every single week so you don't lose accountability, and unlimited email access to your coach. I actually have two spots open on my coaching roster, so by the time you're hearing this, if you haven't applied within one or two days, those spots might be full, but you can always apply. They tend to fill up within one or two days when I announce it on the podcast, but I do have a coaching team with very qualified, very good coaches who follow the exact models and philosophy that I do that are phenomenal. And I wouldn't say that if I didn't believe it, so you can check that all out at corecoachingmethod.com. That helps pay the bills, getting through the ads, reading my own ads, always fun, and going on to the 
supplements I take every single day and why we'll start going through the day in a kind of time-based order. Chronological order sounds weird, but I think that's the right way to say that or to describe that. And we'll start with the morning. The first supplement I take, this is actually something that I take immediately upon waking. I will prepare it advanced in advance in the evening by taking a large 60-ounce water bottle, filling it all the way up, and then pouring one packet or sometimes half a packet, depending on my schedule, we'll talk about the nuances there, of Elemental Labs electrolytes. And again, this is a company that I work with that helps sponsor the show. So there is in some ways, a conflict of interest there, just disclosing that for pure transparency. I have tried other electrolyte products like Liquid IV, like Noon. Oh man, I can't remember the other one. A client gave me a pack. It's, it's another one of the big ones. I'll probably remember it halfway through. And I like the saltiness in the flavors available from Elemental Labs. I think they make a very good electrolyte product with bioavailable forms of minerals. And I would take it even if we weren't sponsored and I was a customer before we started working together. I digress. Really good product. Why I take it in the morning? I actually prefer to start my day focusing on getting hydrated than getting caffeinated. That's something that I tell people all the time. If you start your day and your primary focus is on getting caffeinated, you're going to run into some problems. Make your primary focus getting hydrated. You will wake up go to the bathroom and be very dehydrated to start your day almost every day because you do use water while you sleep and it's the only time of day for the most part that you're not actively consuming food and water. Remember, we do get some water from foods like fruits and vegetables, but most people exist in a state of chronic dehydration. They're always playing catch up with their water intake and electrolytes can actually enhance the rate at which you hydrate your body. I also train in the morning, usually fasted, and one of the things I found about electrolyte supplementation that is really, really awesome is I get better morning training when I start my day with 60 ounces of water and electrolytes. So what I tend to do is drink 60 ounces of water with electrolytes while I socialize with Cooper. I, I will either play with him uh, in the bedroom and just kind of open up my day by appreciating the really cool experience of having an animal that loves me as much as I love him and just give him attention when I let him out of his crate in the morning, rub his belly while I sip the water, play with him, throw the ball around. Oftentimes we'll go on a walk while I sip on this water, get it into my system, get something positive to start my day. I find that helps with my mood because I can deal with things like depression or anxiety and starting with something simple, reduced and really cool and intimate like that with my my dog. It's cool. We get that one-on-one time where we're just sharing like, dude, I love you. Oh my God, I love you too. Like, how do you sleep in your crate? I missed you. You know how much, you know, that's very positive experience. And so getting hydrated early while I tend to do something else positive, whether it's playing with a dog or walking is huge for me. And then I'll go right into a training session. Hey guys, just wanted to take a quick second to say thanks so much for listening to the podcast. And if you're finding value, it would mean the world to me if you would share it on your social media. Simply screenshot whatever platform you're listening to and share the episode to your Instagram story or share it to Facebook. But be sure to tag me so I can say thanks and we can chat it up about what you liked and how I can continue to improve. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast and enjoy the rest of the episode. I will almost immediately go into an early morning training session because I have the very fortunate, uh, let's say it's not fortunate. I fucking paid for it. It was expensive as shit. I have a gym in my garage. I have all the things I could ever need to train how I like to train. And I go out there for about an hour and I train my ass off and I get much better pumps 
I get much better performance when I'm hydrated doing fasted morning training. You end up looking flat as a pancake when you train in the morning. If you've ever trained in the afternoon after you have a few meals in you, you have some carbs in you, you have some water and some sodium in you, you look really full. And if you're a consistent morning trainee like I am where you train every day, usually before the sun comes up because that's just how you fit it into your schedule, when you get the rare opportunity to train in the afternoon, sometimes you just don't like it because it feels so out of sync. You get way better pumps because you're full. Your glycogen's topped off. You're loaded with water. You've got great blood glucose availability. You've got some protein in you, some salt in you. All this great stuff's happening. You get a good pump. In the morning, you just flat. You just don't get a good pump. You still perform okay, but you're flat. And I found that supplementing with Elemental Labs in the morning, the just basic electrolytes, I like the citrus, the orange, the raspberry, and the mango chili, really, really enhanced my pump, got me so much more hydrated. I haven't had a headache and Lord knows how long, knock on wood. Um, and then if I, I mentioned, sometimes I take a half a packet in place of taking a full packet. The reason I will take a half a packet in the morning is if I have a sauna session scheduled or if I'm planning on doing something arduous in the, ba- in, the in the afternoon. During the summer, uh, I live in a state where it is legal to grow cannabis. So I do partake in the growing of cannabis and it's, it's a fun plant to work with a very fun plant to maintain. It's a beautiful plant. And so getting the opportunity to work on that, uh, in my garden is oftentimes something that requires me to stay hydrated because I can spend one to two hours in the direct hot California sun, which I love. Um, but you stay hydrated when you do that. I also like to have electrolytes when I'm looking to hydrate myself. So I use those in the sauna too. Um, again, I I find it to be a very helpful supplement. Moving on to the next series of supplements I take, this is usually a shake I will have post-workout, and it consists of a few different things. The first of which is whey protein. And so whey protein is something I take every day. I take Legion Athletics whey protein. I do work with Legion Athletics. They help sponsor the show, but they make a really good whey protein isolate. I take about one and a half scoops, which is roughly 40 grams of protein, uh, and I add that to a protein shake with some other stuff. We'll touch on those in a minute, but... For me, I think whey protein is is a must if you have a hard time hitting your daily protein total, which I tend not to from food, but having 40 grams in the morning after I train with my first meal, I will usually pair that with some post-workout carbohydrate to initiate that recovery process, enhance uh, my uptake of some of the other supplements. I take peri-workout, which again, we're getting to that. Um, this, this is kind of the, uh, we're going in somewhat in order here. And so peri-workout means around the workout. So I I take some more supplements post-workout and we'll chat about that in a second. I don't need the protein post-workout because of the anabolic window. Like you don't absolutely have to have a protein shake post-workout. That's a myth. If you eat total protein, if your total daily protein intake is where it needs to be, you will be fine without eating a protein shake immediately after you train. Muscle milk's old branding was, I think it was muscle milk, never waste a workout, have a muscle milk. As if to imply, not drinking protein post-workout will actually rob you of the gains. That's not true. I have it post-workout because that's my first meal, and I like to have 40 grams of protein quick before I jump into the workday, and I find a shake makes it really easy, and and whey is valuable to me because I don't mind animal protein. It has a rich array of amino acids, and it's particularly high in leucine, which is important for building muscle, and I will usually add to this shake another form of protein, which is collagen, and that's something I've added in recently that's from Vital Proteins. I'm using their chocolate collagen with chocolate 
way. I do not have an affiliation with this company whatsoever, but they are a well-reviewed company. They're a bigger name in the supplement space. I tend to trust the quality of their products because I've had clients use it. Um, but I don't take collagen to help with my muscle building. I don't take collagen for any other reason than I am intrigued by the speculative benefits it might have for my skin, my hair, and my nails, and I can afford with my discretionary income to add it into the mix. I don't know if there's any literature supporting collagen's ability to enhance the quality of hair, skin, and nails in the absence of other dietary proteins or compared to other dietary proteins. So it could be that just adequate dietary protein helps with these things. Seems very plausible. I can also see the mechanism for adding collagen, and because I can afford it, I definitely like to add it in. There's also some really interesting research with regards to collagen's ability to particularly help impact the growth of connective and soft tissues because they tend to have protein structures that really rely on the amino acids we find in collagen. So that's something that I supplement with. Again, I don't recommend it necessarily for building muscle. It's just too low in leucine, which is why I pair it with something like whey. But if it has a positive impact on my hair, skin, nails, and joints, I'm into it. I'm into adding it to my morning shake at the cost of less than a dollar a scoop. Um, and the last piece, again, another thing from Legion, it is their greens product, Genesis. Uh, it does not replace my fruit and vegetable intake. I think a lot of people look to greens as a means of replacing their fruit and vegetable intake. I really take it because it's a very affordable way for me to get a lot of reishi mushroom, which has been shown to be tumor suppressing, potentially anti-cancer, potentially help with immune functionality. Uh, reishi mushroom is one of those kind of Supplements I don't think a lot of people know a ton about yet that to me is unbelievably promising and phenomenally interesting as well. I love all of the fungal options that we're seeing pop up in the supplement space from lion's manes to chaga to cordyceps, maitake, shiitake, uh, reishi. These things to me are very interesting in that they have unique properties beyond what they do uh, nutritionally, right? Because mushrooms kind of are like a vegetable, like you could eat them, but they have some unique properties with regards to how they interact with our immune system, how they interact with our digestive systems, their ability to have rich antioxidants that are almost unique to their kingdom and that you can't really get a lot of this stuff in high amounts elsewhere. So super interesting. And Reishi's one that I'm all over. And Genesis has a super generous dosage of reishi paired with some other really good stuff like spirulina, which actually has protein. And I added to this shake because I don't really love how it tastes. And if I mix it in with the chocolate, I don't taste it as much. That's my honest reasoning. So that, that little post-workout shake I have almost every day. And on the days that I don't train, I often will have it as my first meal just because it's quick and easy and allows me to get into my workflow uh, get some protein in and doesn't take up a ton of time is a scoop and a half of whey protein, a scoop of collagen protein, and one scoop of Legion's green powder. Uh, another thing that I will have peri-workout is my creatine. I take Legion's recharge. I like that it has a dosage of L-carnitine. I have found that supplementally, L-carnitine doesn't enhance my body composition. It doesn't help me with fat loss necessarily, but it does help with my muscle recovery. And recharge includes five grams of creatine monohydrate, which if you know me, you know I'm huge on my creatine supplementation. I absolutely love the neuroprotective and cognitive enhancing benefits of creatine paired with its 
obviously robust scientific evidence that supports how effective it is per performance. You've heard me talk about it forever. You know, it's the number one most studied supplement. You know, it works. If you listen to the podcast, you know, I worship at the altar of creatine. I love it. Um, and so that is something that I take every day. If I don't train, I tend to take it with a meal. If I do train, I tend to take it in that Perry workout window, either while I'm training because I have bottles of it in the garage while I'm eating breakfast with my shake, I can maybe throw it in the shake I mentioned already. Sometimes I sip on it after. It's not super important to me when I get it. If my body composition was my primary goal, I would probably do what I could to position it right in the middle of my workout so that I could help get some of that into working tissue as fast as possible. Just my two cents turning an A minus into an A plus kind of thing. And so creatine is absolutely on the list in the form of Legion's Recharge. I love that supplement because it includes L-carnitine, which I like to take for recovery. Um, another series of supplements, these I take in the afternoon with my lunch. Uh, one capsule of fish oil. I take another capsule, two capsules before bed. I like to get three a day, but we'll highlight omega threes here in the afternoon with lunch. Usually I will have omega three or fish oils. I try to get a 500 milligram capsule with lunch and then a thousand milligrams again before bed. I love the anti-inflammatory impact that fish oils have been shown to have on various different tissues, particularly the benefit that they might have for training recovery. Some of this stuff is new. Uh, some of this literature is new. And then I absolutely love the robust body of evidence that supports the fish oil or omega-3 supplementation. I always call it fish oil because they just recently started selling omega-3 as in vegan options made from algae, but omega-3 with regards to how it can impact brain and heart health. So also some emerging research on its impact on mood, but it's very well studied, tends to be recommended by a lot of intelligent medical professionals as well as people who I look up to in the fitness and wellness space. So that is something that I supplement with. Another thing I add into the mix is KSM ashwagandha. Oh, the omega-3s, uh, those again are from Legion. Sometimes I get them at the local grocery store. Nordic Naturals is another brand I will get. Um, just depends. Okay. Ashwagandha. This I bought from a brand on Amazon called Tribe. No affiliation whatsoever, but they sell a 500 milligram or 600 milligram capsule of KSM 66 ashwagandha. That is the best form of ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is an adaptogenic, God, that's hard to say sometimes, an adaptogenic herb. You find it used a lot in Ayurvedic medicine. There's a lot of literature on its ability to be a hormone modulator to bring things like cortisol into balance, testosterone into balance, to potentially help with things like mood or stress management. I find the literature to be quite compelling. I find that the price per serving is very reasonable, and so I supplement with ashwagandha. Legion's multivitamin triumph for men and women also has a full spectrum dose of the ashwagandha. I just don't take the multivitamin because I never have enjoyed taking multivitamins. Um, sometimes they can upset my stomach and I don't think it's the ashwagandha. Okay. Additionally, and this is kind of the final series of things that I take, this would be in the evening. Again, I told you guys I take two fish oil, so a thousand milligrams with dinner and about 500 milligrams with lunch. I like to get to about one and a half grams a day. I will add some zinc, just some basic, simple zinc. Uh, some forms of zinc are better than others. I take a company called Thorn. They make a zinc picolinate, which I quite like. So I will take a small, I think it's 10 microgram dose of zinc picolinate as well as 
magnesium. And I take a just very simple magnesium bisglycinate, uh, 200 milligrams. I take both of those before bed. Zinc can help with immune system, skin, testosterone support, and magnesium I quite like for mood, stress, sleep support. It is an electrolyte. It can help with recovery. Uh, and then occasionally, depending on the sun, I'll add vitamin D. This is the only one that occasionally makes an appearance on some days and doesn't on others, uh, vitamin D and K2 in the form of an oral spray that you just spray on the tongue. Um, and I take that on the days where I don't get a lot of sun, which is fairly rare given how much I walk outside and the fact that I live in California. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, taking a stab at some of your Q and A's going over my supplements. Again, in the morning, I start with electrolytes, Around my workout, I will usually have Legion's Recharge, Creatine, and L-Carnitine. Post-workout, I will have Collagen Protein, Whey Protein, and Legion's Greens. I'm not worried about the potential interference of the anti-inflammatory impact of high-dose antioxidants and green supplements on my hypertrophy. It's not something I worry about, so that's why that's there. Omega-3 and ashwagandha in the afternoon, more omega-3 and zinc and magnesium before bed. If you guys enjoyed the episode, do me a favor, share it, leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Helps me find more people and helps more people find the show. I just want to get my message out there and help as many people as I can live a fit, happy, and healthy life. And I appreciate all of you for listening. Stay tuned for the next one.